0: When going through different artists' catalogs and albums, it's always interesting to find certain songs that you enjoy that the general public or maybe your friends don't really seem to vibe with just because it makes your opinion stand out. And oftentimes, those end up being the songs that are the most underrated from certain projects or certain eras in music. So in today's episode, I'm going to be taking you guys through Reddit comments, through YouTube comments, as well as our own Twitter page where we asked you guys, what are some of the most overhated songs of all time? I'm going to be reacting to some of these choices solo for the first time ever for an audio podcast. Ant is actually feeling under the weather. So it's going to be fun to go through all these different takes and see where I agree, where I disagree. And if you guys are actually new to this audio experience, make sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple Music, or anywhere that you guys actually get your audio podcasts. And we're dropping these every Tuesday, so make sure to stay tuned for all of that. So let's get started with Reddit, which I feel like when it comes to the music community is often one of the wildest areas that you can get different music opinions. And I wanna start off with a bang with this one because this is a pretty interesting take. It comes to us from Grinch Night 14, and Grinch Night says, Personally, Ratchet Happy Birthday by Drake and Party Next Door. I mean, it's nowhere near either of their best, but what's so bad about it? I don't think I've really read any nice comments about this song. So, Ratchet Happy Birthday off of Scorpion, um, definitely one of the least streamed songs off of that album. One of those songs that I feel like you don't really hear that often when it comes to going out to clubs, going out to different events it's not really a song that's brought into the conversation so i don't really know if it's overhated or if it's actually just not rated at all but to be honest with you it's always been one of those songs that's been cited as one of the worst from drake's catalog and to be honest i'm one of those people that's always agreed with that opinion i mean listen i get the, the desire and benefits that there are to reap from creating like a birthday anthem but instead of making a timeless song that everyone can relate to, like 50 Cent did within the club, this is a song that you instantly want to forget. And listen, when it comes down to it, I just feel like the song's tone is all over the place. Like, it's supposed to be this soft, mellow song where Drake is serenading someone for their birthday. But then you get, like, these random inflections where he's like, it's your brrr, it's your fucking birthday. And you're, like, wondering, what are these gun ad-libs doing here? So... Definitely some weird inflections involved with the song. Um, And apart from that, I just feel like the song is massively underwritten. I feel like the vocal performance is weak when it comes to the high notes as well. And there's no real saving grace besides maybe the production, which is just all right. So... I gotta tell you, Grinch Knight, I definitely disagree with this one being overhated. I do think that it is one of the weaker tracks from Drake or Party Next Door. But let's move on with the next one, and this one actually comes to us from Twatbrained, and they said this. Happy and Uptown Funk were given too far little credit in last year's Ha 100 year-end number ones. They're both feel-good groovy tunes. How can anyone hate on that? And it's always interesting when people bring in diamond songs into the conversation just because they often tend to get overplayed, obviously, because they're all over the radio. Um, The fact that they've gone 10 times platinum means that a lot of people have listened to these songs. A lot of people are familiar with them. And these are definitely like groovy tunes. But I feel like when a song does go diamond like these two have... um, You know, it's the perfect way to sort of test their longevity. Like, that's there's a reason why when you look at hit songs like A Billie Jean or A Summer of 69, those songs have really, you know, stood the test of time. They're timeless, lyrically, sonically, everything about them still sounds good years and years later. But when it comes to a song like Happy by Pharrell, I feel like, you know, people are already sick of hearing it. And... You know, when it becomes overplayed, people realized, you know, how nauseating it sounds and how repetitive the chorus is. And it also seems like the happy vibe of the track is almost forced at times. It doesn't sound the most genuine. Um, But on the flip side, looking at something like Uptown Funk, it sort of has more of that 70s and 80s funk and R&B sound, which I feel like has allowed it to sort of cross over to multiple generations where... You're a fan of it. Your parents are probably a fan of the track. Your grandparents can maybe even be into it. Um, you have a bass line that's highly infectious. And Bruno's charisma has remained endearing to me over the years. So not overhated. And to be honest with you, um, I just I don't I don't see much hate on Uptown Funk all that much. I feel like it's a respected song. So I think that Happy is. Not overhated just because it's not that great of a song. And for Uptown Funk, once again, not overhated just because, at least from my point of view and the discourse that I've seen about the song, it just doesn't really seem to get that much hate at all. So um we're yet to find one that I agree with, but let's see if Tough Muffin can change my mind. He says that Can't Stop the Feeling by Justin Timberlake is an overhated song and Yeah, listen, it's a Justin Timberlake song that has a bouncy and danceable groove. And to me, it always sort of sounded a bit vanilla and bland and void of any personality. You know, it feels like it could have been written by anybody just because it's simplistic, it's empty, it doesn't have much to offer. And it just feels like the safest and most generic track that a pop star could have made in 2016. Um, I get that it's a feel good jam, and, you know, there's nothing wrong with liking the track, but. I was just never really one to um, to gravitate towards it or really enjoy it anytime that I would hear it on the radio. So is it overhated in my opinion? Not really. But next up, still sticking to Reddit, we have Rosa Palms and she says, I'm going to get down votes even in this thread, but if you can ignore my context about the artist, Fifi is a total fucking bop. It's objectively great. The beat is distinctive in that it fits into trap but it is airy and whimsical. Nikki spits her best verses in years. Takashi is nothing special, but the rhythm of the flow is undeniably catchy. Nikki and Takashi's vocals are a great juxta- juxtaposition. I don't trust anyone who tries to claim the deficiency of the song is why they don't like it. And this was a fucking shock, I got to be honest with you guys. I was really surprised because when I looked at this Reddit comment, there were so many upvotes. And there was actually a couple of like additional comments in that thread of people agreeing and saying that they genuinely vibe with the song. And listen, I'm not one of those people that's in the side of the spectrum where it's like, oh, anything by 6ix9ine is a miss. It's not good just because he's attached to it. No, I think that when you look at the song 6 9 made with Tory Lanez, when you look at Gummo, um, there's energy and there's you know, redeemable qualities to a lot of those tracks. When it comes to Fifi, I just can't get behind that agenda. I mean, I do have to admit that I do somewhat enjoy Nikki's cocky and monstrous cadence that she uses to kick off the song, but it's definitely not one of her best verses in years, and if you believe that, then maybe you just don't listen to Nikki like that because there's tons of verses from Chun-Li um, to No Frauds that came out around this era that are way superior from a lyrical standpoint from Nicki. Um, you know, so I, I don't agree with Nikki having one of her best verses. When it comes to 6 9 does not really do anything but bring in these childish, raunchy bars, not really any dope rhythms or flows. But he is rapping on beat. I have to I have to give him credit there, um, which isn't always the case with him. So maybe that's something to appreciate. But even him bringing in the whole "ini miny mo" refrain, I found that super cringe. Um, and in terms of the beat sounding distinctive, um, maybe you could argue that with the synth melodies that are brought in. But to be honest, not really. There, you know, you get you get standard hi hats, snappy snares, and a lot of production makeup that sort of fits into a tra- a typical trap beat. Um so yeah, at the end of the day, people really enjoyed this song obviously. They managed to get it to number 1. So I guess that's impressive, but I just don't think that uh, that it's a great song that or that it's overhated whatsoever, but let's now move in to some YouTube ones. So this one comes into us from Lil Money Stack 545 and they said as a massive Tentacion fan, I'm just going to say my opinion. KMT doesn't, doesn't deserve the hate that it got, um, and you can't own a flow. So I definitely remember a lot of people siding with Tentacion when Drake dropped KMT in 2017, and X had accused Drake of stealing his flow. It started this whole narrative where I feel like, you know... And this is something that I feel like happens with a lot of tracks, where sometimes the criticism doesn't even come down to the music. It actually comes down to like online discourse and prominent narratives surrounding a track. And that can often influence the public's opinion of the music itself. And I feel like that's unfortunately something that happened here. Um, While I do agree that, you know, it's impossible not to hear some of the similarities between the flows on look at me and KMT. Um, I don't think it definitely means that Drake heard, you know, the flow off of "Look at I Me" and decided to replicate it. You know, I mean, we don't usually play that game in hip hop where it's like, oh, if we hear similar flows, we'll lose our shit and discredit a song entirely. And I don't feel like that's something that we should do when it comes to KMT. Just because, despite all the controversy, I think the production is really high quality. You have that quirky video game sample that makes up the melody of the track, and then you get these fiery drums and. You know, simply put for me the song is an absolute banger and even though I'm not a huge fan of, you know, gigs and what he brought to it, it was a carefree and casual performance that I guess complemented it relatively well, but at the end of the day this is a hype track, it's gritty it's intense and I really do enjoy everything that Drake brings cadence-wise and flow-wise and I don't think that they're too similar to a point where we can call it um, a copy-paste. So I do think that KMT is definitely overhated and there's more than a few tracks off of More Life that I feel like are overhated. Um, but let's move on to another YouTube comment and this one actually comes to us from Luca Yaki and Luca said, I love by Joyner Lucas is pretty overhated. It's pretty good so this was like one of the many singles that Joyner Lucas ended up dropping for ADHD and as we've spoken about before in the podcast guys we know what that rollout looked like you had Joyner Lucas dropping a bunch of singles leading up to that album but to be honest with you there were a couple of tracks that I did enjoy off of ADHD and I love was actually one of them and I don't think it's anywhere near a perfect song or one of the best of 2018 but I do have to say that when it comes to this track itself, I feel like listening to the verses, you know, he is rapping with a lot of passion. He is sort of presenting you with this underdog story, and it's not all that bad. And production wise, yes, you are getting a generic trap beat, and there's no qualities that separate it from your average instrumental. And the hook is super repetitive as well. I do feel like the bulk of the song, like the, the true meat and essence of it, is strong enough. Um, Honestly, this was a song I was bumping for some time in anticipation for ADHD because that was one of my more anticipated albums to come out, especially after hearing how much hunger Joyner brought onto a song like Lucky You and the fact that Eminem had such a high belief in Joyner. Um, This was one of those songs that um, I felt like was inspirational to a lot of people and was one that I was able to get behind and actually bump quite a bit so as time has gone on it hasn't aged the best but I think it is fair to say that it is a little bit overhated. so shout out to I love by Joyner I think that it's definitely a song that did get a bit too much hate but let's move on let's actually go on to our Twitter page where we had asked you guys to drop some of the most overhated songs in your guys opinion and you guys flooded the comments so Much love for just staying engaged with us, so let me take you guys through the first one that I wanted to talk about and single out, and this actually comes from Y8 Whole of Red, and they said, wouldn't say hate, but a lot of people don't rate Control by Playboy Cardi, and I don't know how. So, in case you guys don't know, um, this is a song that was featured on Whole of Red, wasn't a lead single or anything. Wasn't even one of the more spoken about tracks. And for that reason, I don't really know if it's, you know, overhated just because, like you said, not many people are discussing it. So maybe it's not rated whatsoever. Um, but I'll tell you this. There's a major flaw with this song. And any song that forces you to skip the first 40 seconds results in an automatic L for me. Like, I'm sorry, but we're not trying to hear academics ramble about nothing important for 40 seconds straight i get it it was you know a cool moment for maybe the playboy cardi community where academics is hyping up the release but at the end of the day make that its own interlude i feel like that's what they should have done with this song was sort of give academics an interlude and then give you the song control on its own um when it comes to you passing the 40 second sleeper that is that academics intro you are getting cardi rapping about some pretty interesting topics. I will say that you know he's rapping about his duality in terms of the fact that he could wear a suit and talk proper, um, but on the flip side he could also move around with a hundred choppers and he's not someone to really mess around with. So I like the duality message within it. Um, in terms of his flow, it is a bit disjointed across the whole song. Not really one of the highlights for me out of whole lot of red, but I do think the beat does work. Um, you know when you're just taking it as an isolated instrumental, if you will. So, I have to disagree. I don't think that Control is overhated. I do think it is one of the weaker cuts off of that album. But, next up, we have Cactus Dylan Jack. And Cactus said, Don't know if it grew on people, but this got too much hate at the start. And this was Cactus talking about K-pop, which is a song that we've spoken about a lot, but I do want to bring it into the conversation just because there has been a lot of time that's passed since we did you know bring up this track and i think that this was actually you know surprisingly one of the most popular responses under our tweet and i get it you know it's um a definitely a star studded track you have the weekend bad bunny travis but i think the real the real reason why people were disappointed was because it just didn't have lead single energy. Like you have to remember, this came out as the first single to Utopia, an album that we were waiting on for five years, and the song just ended up sounding like Guidance's ugly cousin. You know what I mean? It sounded like another dancehall type track, but it just didn't have, you know, these memorable melodies from Travis Scott himself. Um, I think we all felt like there was maybe a bit too much runtime from Bad Bunny who actually ended up carrying the track just because, um, you know, I feel like melodically and rhythmically, he brought the most interesting um, parts of that song. And then when you came to The weekend's part, who sort of closed off the track, he delivered a more or less mediocre verse. And it just, there was nothing memorable, especially with some of the one-liners that I don't think are going to age too well. So my opinion on K-pop hasn't really changed all that much. I feel like, You know, it's not a horrible song. It's just one of those forgettable tracks that doesn't fit the dark atmosphere and vibe of Utopia. So I definitely do think that should have been a sort of standalone track on its own that didn't take up any room on the album. But next up, we have another one from Brennan. And Brennan says, Self-Love by Koi LeRae is an overhated song. And this is an interesting placement just because It comes to us off of Metro Boomin's soundtrack for Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse 2. came out this year, and I feel like a lot of people were definitely skeptical when they saw Quayla Ray's name on that track list, Um, but it made sense. Metro and Quayla Ray are on the same label, but when it came to the song Self-Love, I gotta be honest, I was genuinely impressed, and the more that I listened to it off of that soundtrack, the more and more that I am impressed by that performance. Just because, you know, she kind of dialed down the auto-tune effects um, a little bit on here, gave us a somewhat catchy chorus, and showed that she's capable of singing relatively well when she wants to, when she sort of dials down that auto tune. And to be honest with you, not to say that, you know, I'm I'm listening to this every day and that it's one of the songs that I ended up downloading off the project, but listening to it on Face Value, I do think that it's one of her best songs up there with a song like Players from her own catalog. And I would like to actually see her ride out more Metro Boomin' Beats just because I feel like it put her in this more relaxed, um, slow-tempo groove that really you know, matched her vocals well. So I do feel like that was a good performance. And maybe that song is overhated um, just because it's attached to Quayla Ray's name. But let me move on. Next up, we have Bryce who said... Twisted by French Montana, featuring Juicy J, ASAP Rocky, and Logic. And much love to Bryce, who's always showing love um, on X. And to be honest with you, I really wanted to bring this one in just because I'm like, you know what, it's a pretty A-list cast of artists. And I had never heard the song before it was submitted into the comments. So I'm like, you know what, let me check this out and see if you know it's quality or not. Just because... I assume that, you know, anything that has French Montana attached isn't usually going to get the best reception. And to be honest with you, I kind of feel mixed about the song. You know, I mean, you, you are getting a pretty obnoxious and boring hook by French, who's rapping about getting drunk and twisted, and then Juicy Juicy j sort of gives the assist and sounds a bit better, but doesn't really intrigue you or give you any rhythms that are unique from himself. And surprisingly, Logic ends up actually pulling up with the best verse on the song. Um, He's sort of sticking to the theme about going crazy, pulling girls, whatever. But he actually has some dope rhymes and finds the perfect pocket for this beat. So I really love the way that he sounded on this. But the most disappointing part about this track was the fact that it really sucked that ASAP Rocky is listed as a feature, but he barely even throws in ad-libs on the hook. He has such a minimal presence, and I feel like, as a listener, that's a bit misleading. When you see someone build as a feature, you do want to see them have maybe a verse or a short hook or some type of contribution that's a little bit more memorable than what you actually ended up getting from ASAP Rocky. So, without a real surprise, um, at the end of the day, it is a song that maybe deserves some of the criticism that it ended up getting. Um, but let me go through a couple more Twitter submissions that you guys actually put in. So we have Joe Bob 15 who put in Lift Yourself by Kanye West. And this got 50 likes. This was a popular one. And I can't tell if this is a troll or not, to be totally honest. But listen, what we could all agree on is that the beat for Lift Yourself is absolutely amazing. And it's just a shame that... You know, we got the Scoop Diddy Poop, you know, performance instead of something real from Kanye or Drake, who this beat was originally intended to be given to. Um, so is it overhated? I mean, not really. You have to understand where people are coming from with their criticism just because as fantastic as that beat is, um, you know, Kanye decided to, uh, you know, to throw us a curveball and uh, and not really give us... Any effort on that whatsoever. Um, Apart from that, let's see what else we have on here. Jovo put on Staying Alive by DJ Khaled with Lil Baby and Drake. Now, I think that's um, one of the most cliche rap songs that you could have found in 2022. Um, It just felt super disappointing as a listen. But excuse me, let me go through one more on here. So we have Yeah by Kendrick Lamar, and this was sent in by Avian. Um, you know what, I was never a huge fan of this song, to be honest with you. I feel like the performance was a bit sleepy by Kendrick, but you know what, the more that I listen to it, the more I'm able to tolerate the track, the more that I think the production is spacey, atmospheric, um, and Kendrick is, you know, I-, I think that the melodies are somewhat accessible and sort of replayable for a lot of people, so um, maybe it is slightly overheated, and maybe I was also... Um, guilty at some point of over hating it too much even though I'm not a huge fan of it but um, that's going to wrap up the episode for today guys I hope you guys enjoyed listening and if you guys do want to see more audio episodes where we're reacting to different comments different opinions maybe even some best of or worst of lists let us know in the Q&A section and we'll be sure to sort of go through the feedback and see if we want to actually bring in something like this in the future As I mentioned earlier, guys, we're doing these every single Tuesday. You guys do not want to miss a single episode because we are are going to be ramping up the content in 2024. There's going to be some sick concepts and episodes for you guys um, in the new year. So make sure to stay tuned with all of that. If you guys are actually enjoying the audio podcast experience as a whole, you guys could actually leave us some reviews and give us five stars if you're feeling generous. And as I always say, thank you guys so much for all the support that you guys show us. Um, This journey, audio podcasting um, on these exclusive audio platforms has been incredible. And it's been cool to give you guys a diverse spread of content. So thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Peace.